Museo Mondays with Kyan and Jade talking all things music starting in three, two, one. Welcome back to Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade. In this week's episode, we are going to be keeping you up to date with everything that is happening in the music world and, of course, letting you know what is happening with all the latest releases. How are you today, Jade? I'm pretty good. How are you today, Kyan? Pretty good. We do have some brand new albums to discuss, Adele's and Ruby Fields, so that's going to be very interesting and we're going to talk about what Harry Styles did for a fan at one of his concerts. So if you didn't know, Adele has this thing where she names all of her albums after a certain age. And a little bit of a fun fact, she seems to always be like one, two or three years older than the actual age whenever it gets released. I find that really funny. Like, why wouldn't you just wait? Right. Until you release it. Just Or if you know it's not going to be another three years, just name it as the third year. Yeah, like she released 19 when she was 20. Just call it 20. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> There have been these cryptic billboards that have popped up all around the world, like London's Buckingham Palace, New York City's Empire State Building, Paris's Louvre, and even one super close to home in Sydney's Circular Quay. A big 30 popped up on one of the buildings there. So this has got fans to speculate that she's releasing an album called 30, and it actually has been confirmed recently that she has is releasing an album called 30. Makes even sense. though she's 33. Makes sense. Just call it 33. But anyways... <laughs> Obviously, this is a big thing. She hasn't released any new music in five whole years, but, like, this is kind of like an Adele thing to do. Yeah, she pops up when you least expect it, but everyone is so glad when she does. And her voice is so, like, unique, and, like, nobody can, like, replicate it as well. It's, oh, anyways, she's an industry giant. She doesn't have to put in any effort. She's going to sell. Definitely. I have a question for you about this album, actually. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is going to be another full-on breakup album see that's a hard one because a lot of stuff has happened in her life since she released her last album so it's like you know we have to look at like what was happening when she was 30 Mm. because that's what it'll be about right yeah and since then she was married at that time when Mm -hmm. she started it and since then they've divorced obviously um so I just don't see how it could be all about a breakup if she started it while she was already married. So it might be like some soppy love songs and then like break up. I really wanted to like have a good for you song like Olivia Rodrigo's good for you. But imagine that. But like Adele's vocals. Oh, my God. That would be sick. And imagine that live. Oh, my God. So this album was teased back in February 2020 by Adele for September 2020. It is now October 2021. (laughs) Still no album. We're past September 2020. Yeah. Plus one year and a month. Obviously, this was Cronoba's doing or coronavirus, whatever. I just like to quote. Wendy Williams. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> We've all got our nicknames. But yeah, because of the pandemic, she wasn't able to release it. It messed up all the recording, everything like that. So that's why it's been delayed. And I wanted to bring something up really interesting that people have kind of noticed about Taylor Swift's new album that she's releasing. And she actually moved the date forward. And people think because she doesn't want to be outshadowed by Adele on that date. Can I just say, God, some people are detectives. I love it. Also, another thing, this is hilarious and it just proves even Taylor Swift is scared of Adele. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) And they say that Taylor Swift works harder than the devil. So, something that we know 
won't be on this album is a mention of her ex-husband. Do you know why that is? I remember you telling me that it was like they had to, it was a part of their divorce agreement and I was like, can you imagine, like, she, he's obviously listened to her album 19 then. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a smart man, I think. <laughs> he's like, there ain't no songs written about me. But could she not just, like, write a song about him and be like, actually, it's about my dog that died? Yeah, I feel like it's such a moo, like, point. If it actually, you know, went to court, she could just say it was about anyone. Literally. Like, it could have been like, oh, it was back when I was, like, 12 years old. This guy broke my heart. And it's like, you really don't have a leg to stand on unless she mentions your name. (laughs) So there's been some, like, tweets that have come out and people are already labelling it sad girl fall. I love that. I love that so much. It's it's a vibe. I love it. But one thing, it can't be sad girl fall for us because we're in the southern hemisphere. So technically, if the album comes out now, it'll be sad girl spring, which kind of rhymes better. That works way better. (laughs) Sad girl spring. Can't talk right now. Sad girl spring. (laughs) I'll definitely be on that Sad Girl Spring train as soon as this album comes out. I cannot wait. Something that I did actually want to bring up was on her 31st birthday post, she posted like this long ass message and basically saying like, you know, I know you guys want like an album, like yada, yada, yada. And people were like hounding her and she wrote, quote unquote, bunch of fucking savages. 30 will be a drum and bass record just to spite you. (laughs) And I was like, could you imagine like David Guetta, (laughs) Exadel? Why do I kind of want that, though? <laughs> I kind of want her to switch up genres a little bit. <laughs> it's just like a really like sad song, but with like some mad dubstep beat drops and stuff. <laughs> this week, which this is just a coincidence, okay, but it might not be a coincidence. Facebook and Instagram, if you remember, it was out for like a whole day. Oh, I remember. I was very stressed. <laughs> People are thinking because Adele sort of started doing this promotional, the 30 billboards. She started doing that and then Facebook and Instagram cut out for a day and people are thinking, did she just break the internet and nobody knew about it? Is she being that sneaky that she broke the internet? She, like, calls up um, Mark Zuckerberg and is like, all right, Mark, shut them off. He probably (laughs) called her. (laughs) It was like, when's the album? I'll I'll remove Facebook for a day. So the next topic that I want to talk about is a Aussie singer, actually. She's 23 years old. She's called Ruby Fields. And this is another band that I do not think enough people know about. She's so good. Have you ever heard Dinosaurs? No, I literally haven't heard of Ruby Fields until you mentioned it to me. And I was like, okay, I have to go listen. (laughs) So good. I recommend Dinosaurs first. That's what got me hooked. She has a good way of like saying really deep and sad things, but in a happy way. So you don't think you're sad, but then afterwards you're like, oh, I'm a bit sad. Yeah. So like people that don't listen to lyrics, they really just won't take any notice. But then people that do listen to lyrics, they're going to be like, oh, I'm actually depressed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, that wasn't okay for... Okay. (laughs) Sort of stuff like that. So Ruby Fields, she's just such a cool person. Honestly, she's just someone I could really see myself going to a pub, sitting down, having a beer with. She's just so cool. I watched this interview. Well, she was interviewing people at a festival and oh my gosh, it is the funniest interview. It's about two and a half minutes. You have to go watch it on online. You'll find it on YouTube. It's just Ruby Fields interviewing at a festival. Hilarious. Is that the one where, I don't know, I think I saw it actually. Is it the one where she's at like Splendor or something and she's asking people questions and it's like something about like hiding a bag of coke and he's like it's a can and he was like (laughs) you could snort it out of a can and she's like no. Yep. And she'll like go through people's bags and be like so what's in your bag? And they're like oh my ID. And she's like "Mm, big bag for an ID. (laughs) (laughs) Fully out of them because she also hosts on Triple J sometimes. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. that's who she was interviewing for. So this album was recorded in Byron Bay. 
pretty cool. Like considering it's like our lo- like we live close to Byron Bay, so it's like it's cool to hear music actually make it in Australia. That is, like, out of somewhere local. It's pretty good. And this album is actually topping charts at the moment. Yeah, like, it's number one in Australia. And it was recorded in Byron Bay. I know. I find that insane. Like, I know. Drake is number two. Move over, Drake. We got Byron. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> New Tones and I. Here we go. So, if you didn't know, the album is called Been Doing It For A Bit. Yeah. And it is packed to detail with, like, these memorable lines and, like, insane details and, like, from kitchens to pubs, backyards, bottlows. I think she is so capable of being hilarious and heartfelt all at once, which is honestly such a skill and it makes her music so unique. You can definitely tell, like, she has experience in communication. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but I can always tell when somebody's, like, had a lot of experience. Like, you know, it's what we do for a job. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So... The song that opens up the album, it's called Song About a Boy. It's about a fleeting music festival romance. Basically, like, going through, you know, the familiar scenes of rifling through hot tents for alcohol, but also wanting someone you know deep down isn't right for you. I feel like we can all kind of relate to that story a little bit, like the wanting somebody that's not right for you kind of part. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Ooh. Way to get deep, okay. (laughs) Speaking of festivals, I remember in 2020, actually, I thought, this is my year. I've saved up so much money, you know, I can do whatever. I don't have to work all the time. So I booked about 15 festivals that year and every single one of them, little bit by little bit, got cancelled. Just like your life slowly draining away. It really is. Oh, bloody COVID. This song kind of makes me feel like I've had that festival experience just a little bit, but, you know, just a taste. Yeah, like, obviously at my age... Um, cause like you and I are similar age, like we weren't really like before the pandemic hit, we weren't old enough to go to music festivals. Yeah. Moving on into the album. The next song is called Pokies and it's basically going over her relationship with her semi-alcoholic father. Yeah. Then we've also got this song called Pretty Grim. It's pretty grim, just to put it like, <laughs> basic. Uh, it's about depression and addiction. Yeah. Basically, she's having like an imaginary conversation with a frame photo of her mum hanging on the wall. That's really, really dark. Really dark. That's why it's pretty grim. She gets it. See, this is how funny she is. She can just make a joke, even though she's talking about such like serious things. You know, she probably wasn't even meaning this as a joke, and we're just like, ah, pretty grim. <laughs> oh, we're bad people. She did also say that it's therapeutic for her to write something, um, but it's also been quite confessional. And I feel like, you know, artists... Um, can find music there, like emotional output, and that's like why people connect with it so much. Yeah, I really like when songs are so deep and so personal. And actually have meaning. Yeah. Rather than just being like, hey, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next person I want to talk about is a very special person to Kyan, Harry Styles. Um, he recently had a concert in Nashville where he actually did a fan's baby gender reveal. I saw this. So cute. So cute. Oh my god, Harry. He could do like he could do no wrong. Like look at him. He's gorgeous. (laughs) So the gender reveal came when he spotted a woman in the audience and she had like a flashcard sort of, you know, those posters. You you know when you go to a concert and they hold up like those big cards, like oh yeah, iconic moments. Yeah. And apparently Harry Styles is like renowned for responding and reading his fans' posters. Yeah, like I've seen so many concerts. Like he would literally be like somebody's on their phone he's like excuse me love and it's like oh my god stop it you're so like genuine (laughs) (laughs) excuse me love oh so British and he's like a little British accent he's like excuse me love and I'm like oh stop it (laughs) say it again (laughs) how good I want to see him live so badly I know same (laughs) 
Anyway, so he saw the poster um, and it was this pregnant woman urging him to help her. She held up the sign and it had lyrics which played on his song Kiwi and it said, I'm having a baby, please make it your business instead of... It's none of my business. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. (laughs) I get it. So he saw that and he ended up getting like her phone, I'm pretty sure, with the husband or the partner, the baby daddy. So he was on the phone to Harry Styles, like already, what, can you imagine? I would have, I would have combusted. I would have combusted. (laughs) Just combusted on the spot. (laughs) Yeah. And he got given a piece of paper with the results inside and then he said, I revel in these... I can't do a British accent. (laughs) I'm not going to try. Just don't try. Just don't try. And he said, I revel in these moments because I know everything and you don't. I remember watching that and I was like, oh, you cheeky little shit. He's so (laughs) cheeky. And then he said, okay, we're going to do another song. (laughs) I remember that. I was watching it and I was like, oh, I know you're going to turn around and say it. Yeah. (laughs) The suspense. Can you imagine being the partner on the phone? Could you imagine being the pregnant woman? She's like, what is this thing kicking in my belly? Is it a boy or a girl? She's just trying to hold a sign, get her results. Jesus. Just just to tell her and play her song. <laughs> so after he joked around and said, okay, we're going to do another song, he was like, oh, you're still there, Mike. So obviously the partner's name on the phone. And then he organised for the audience to do a countdown before dropping to his knees and saying, it's a little baby girl. Stop. Oh, my God. I, I can't. It was the cutest video I've ever seen. Just like the short snippet of him. Could you imagine growing up being that baby? Being like, yeah, my gender was revealed at a Harry Styles concert. Yeah, where was yours revealed? The hospital? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lame. Get with it. Like, it'll be like the new Smiggle, but like it's only like a one thing. <laughs> yep. Another thing I wanted to bring up mm-hmm. <laughs> while we're talking about Harry Styles. Yeah. He's come out last week and basically said the definition of the song Watermelon Sugar. Now, I thought it was like about watermelon. Yeah, summertime's good vibes, you know. Yeah, I was playing it at like the beach, like yeah. having a great vibe. He's actually come out and revealed it's about the female orgasm. Oh, Harry. Imagine partying at the beach and you're like, let's listen to a song about female orgasms. Oh, I've played that song in too many uncomfortable places now. <laughs> yeah, right. Like back then I wouldn't have played it at the beach. Like I'd, that's like for my own ears, not for anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You nasty. I, I tried to make a funny joke and it just didn't come out. <laughs> Okay, now we're going to go straight into our favourite songs for the week. Um, what were your favourite songs this week, Kyan? Okay, so a lot of great songs came out. Um, two of my favourite ones. One of them I'm just going to get it over and done with. It's called Better Off. It's by Slumberjack and Lucy Lucy. Now, I actually have a funny story about Slumberjack. So a couple of friends of mine and I went to the casino in WA and... Basically, we had a great night out. It was like four or five in the morning. I went back to the hotel room and we were hanging out with these people. And I can't remember whether it was the people that we, that I was with when I was with them or they met up with somebody else. But they ended up meeting Slumberjack's cousin. What? <laughs> and Slumberjack sent a video to my friend being like, hey, it's actually me. He wasn't lying. And we were like, what the, f- like, what? What? <laughs> right. That doesn't happen. I know. So that my, me and my friend were like going to go and see him before Corona and being like, hey, like, do you, do you like know this person? You sent her a video. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so back to the actual song. Super groovy. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Tuvalu. Mm. I love it. I love it. Anyways, second song, Panic Attacks in Paradise by Ash Nico. Oh. You've heard me rant and rave about this song. Mm-hmm. Kyan messaged me over the weekend and was like, we have to talk about this song, blah, blah. And I was like, I haven't heard it and then I heard it and I was like oh yes we can talk so okay I love this song so much so much like it's such a different sound from her 
Yeah, 100%. Like, it's not angry Ash Nico. I miss her. <laughs> I miss angry Ash Nico. I, I think it's kind of cute, though. I was, oh. So, I've actually got a bit of information about this one. She said that it was written when she was in a very low place, a nasty, festering place where brushing her teeth and getting out of bed felt like a win. Also... It's like a commentary on how much she was annoyed at herself at the time. Uh, and she was also was like, just to preface, I was healthy. My career was going great. Mm-hmm. Paradise, metaphorical. But my brain was like, sorry, we're not good. Mm. But that's okay. Like, you can be yeah. rich and famous and still have bad mental health. I feel like a lot of people forget that all these massive artists still have the same mental problems as us and daily problems, everything. Like, mental health just doesn't disappear as soon as you become a celebrity. Like, I'm sorry. No, not at all. Like people, and I think definitely bringing mental health as a new subject into music is such an important thing that needs to be done. Like, you know, I've had enough of the stupid love songs and breaking up. Yeah, cool. We get it. I want to hear about your mental health struggles. Let's help break the stigma. Yeah. And you should check out Ruby Field's new album then. Yes, you should. (laughs) Along with Ash Nico's song. Yep. What are your favourite two songs? So, I've been listening to a song called Midsummer Madness. It's not new. It came out in 2018. Sorry, I'm just late to the party. But so good. So chill. And there's actually a verse in a different language at the end. And (laughs) I was listening to it, like, religiously for the past couple weeks. And then the other day I was like, is that a different language? (laughs) So, you didn't even notice. (laughs) You didn't even notice. I was just vibing, just singing along, and I was like, what am I saying? <laughs> it's, it's like me. I listen to, um, like, Carla Yukas and, yeah. like, Rosalia, and it's like, I don't speak Spanish. I literally <laughs> don't even know a word, but, like, I just vibe to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, every now and then they'll say English song. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're talking about this. <laughs> the rest of it's all gibberish to me, but great, great, honest. So you were showing me, like, the song and all of the artists that it was featuring, and it was featuring the guy, the artist Joji. Mm-hmm. And I remember this thing. So Joji is a great artist. He's very popular, especially in like the Asian countries. Yeah. Um, he's actually Filthy Frank from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the pink suit guy. <laughs> that is Joji. And when people found out, they were so mad because they're like, how does he have a singing voice? How can he <laughs> sing when he was like jumping off of a counter saying he's gay? <laughs> I remember him actually. <laughs> and before you told me, I had no idea it was him. Yeah, right. Crazy. I didn't know either until I found out and I was like, oh. You lied. (laughs) Oh, that guy. So, another song that I have been listening to is Lil Nas X's That's What I Want, and we do actually have an entire podcast dedicated to his brand new album, so go and check that out. Yeah, it was actually your very first podcast. Yeah, Montero Day. So, they're the two songs I have been listening to lately. And I've got a fun fact. Um, Do you know the band Amity Affliction? I've seen you wear their t-shirts. That's all I know. (laughs) Fun fact, they've got even more new merch. So I just bought heaps of new merch like a month ago and now they've got more. So RPJ's bank account. (laughs) Yep, very big time. So the Amity Affliction is an Aussie metalcore band and they just celebrated 13 years since their debut studio album came out. 13 years! Can you believe that? Their album is originally called Severed Ties and it debuted at number 26 on the Aria charts. Can I ask you, what's your favourite Amity Affliction song? There's too many to choose from. Okay. <laughs> Why would you do this? One thing I did want to ask, um, I know we both have listened to Bring Me the Horizon, we're both fans. Um, are they similar? Very. They're sort of like, Bring Me the Horizon has gone from metalcore and hardcore to more pop. To yeah. sort of appeal to the new audience and the new way of music these days. Whereas the Amity Affliction has stayed the same. They're still hardcore. Yeah, they're a bit more poppy now, a bit more universal for who would listen to them. 
but they're still very much more screamy. But I feel like you still have to do that. Like, as a band, you have to be like, okay, well, how can we change to stay relevant? It's, yeah. And that's how you last for 13 years. Yeah. Exactly. So props to you, Amity Affliction. And now to wrap it up, I do just want to go through some fun people that are touring in 2022 in Australia. Um, Can we just start with a massive one? Billie Eilish. I know, right? She's coming to Australia in September next year. Should we go? We totally should. Could you imagine watching Happier Than Ever live? Oh, stop it. I think I'd cry every single time that she'd do a new song. The second part of Happier Than Ever, like, you make me hate this city. Oh. Oh, my God. Could you imagine screaming that in Sydney? After they brought Delta up here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that would be good. And can you imagine, I bet this is what she's going to do when she sings that song. As soon as it comes out line, she's taking the mic away and everyone in the audience is just going to belt it and it's just going to be such a cool experience. Oh, my God. We have to make sure we are there. <laughs> we'll be the ones belting it. Yes. <laughs> we'll start the revolution. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, we've also got Bliss and Esso touring in January. I'm actually going to that one. Very excited. Oh, my yes. gosh. I cannot wait. Um, Lord... She's touring as well, and Tyler, the creator. Also, Dua Lipa. Oh, to Australia? Yeah, coming 2022. The script, bit of a throwback, they're touring 2022. Lady Hawk, I only found out about her this year. She's also touring in 2022, and it's actually her postponed tour because she was meant to go this year, but it got rescheduled. Tame Impala, they're also touring. Um, it's been rescheduled for October 2022. And Lime Cordial, another Aussie band. They've got a new Sydney show added, and the Amity Affliction. How exciting. So exciting. I was meant to go to the Amity one. I just, like, I can't wait for all of these live performances. And I feel like it's going to be a real culture shock after not going to live performances for so long. Definitely. I cannot wait, though. Especially festivals. I really want to go to a festival. I know. We should go to a festival and we should make an episode about it. Yes, we should. (laughs) Okay, well, it's set in stone. It's in this episode, so we have to do it. Yeah. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, and also head over to our Instagram page at Mondays. And tune in next Monday from 6pm to listen to our next episode. Goodbye. Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade.